Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 667, recorded live on January 9th, 2021. And here are your hosts. The man who took a nap today, Dave Play. Hi. And the man who took a nap this morning, Andy Lowe. Hi. We made it! We're through! It's it's done, sort of. <laughs> I was going to say, have you, have you been following the news? I have, actually. Uh, I, I refer to this as the transitional period, but um, I mean, yes. And yes, I'm following the news. And I'll tell you what, on, I think it was Friday, for like a period of four hours, I was too busy to check the news. And it was like the happiest four hours I think I've had in weeks. <laughs> Where I was like, you know what? Just it's not it's not worth it. It's not worth looking. I've got other stuff to do and nothing I'm going to do is going to change any of this. So, yeah. Congratulations, Andy. Congratulations on what? Getting through 2020. Oh. Coming out the other side. <laughs> it's... uh. It's, it's, it's nice. Getting through 2020. Mm-hmm. How has your 20, happy new year, Andy. Yes. This is the first new time year. we're recording in the new year, even though we're nine days in. Yes. Well, we, we, I just, we had to line up that last episode just perfectly. Right. Cause, cause it just fit. Like yeah. it fit. That was not, I, I fully agree and support with that decision. Yeah. I don't think we made a bad choice. No. So yeah, no, it it felt like it was like, oh, Saturday night. What am I gonna do? Yeah. I played Factorio. <laughs> Andy, I've played so much Factorio in the last two weeks. I have been um reorganizing the um the office over the last the, the work office or the home office? The work office. Because they were they were going to reorganize the rooms. And they looked at this room that had a whole bunch of cubicles in it and said, you know what, this will be a perfect conference room. And I said, sweet. Let me take down all these really old cubes. So <laughs> I get through half the room. And the office manager comes back to me. He's like, um, so we're going to be hiring two, maybe three people. And I'm just looking at all these cubicle wall pieces that I have just lying against, you know, the wall because I tore everything apart. Tearing down the cubes. Yeah. Yeah. I. uh, And it's like, yeah, and we should probably, you know, if we're going to put them back in here, we should probably make sure they're all like socially distanced and everything. I'm just like, I hate you. Oh, you had to undo everything you just did, didn't you? I had to put up cubicle walls but then also make sure that everything is over six feet apart from each other yeah uh, that's unfortunate cubicles suck yeah no that's that's how i uh that's how i uh smashed a screwdriver through my fingernail oh that's what that picture was yes yes that was the uh, the screwdriver bit in the drill slipped and it yeah smashed through my thumbnail good times um doesn't sound like it no, no, it was not. But nope, I've got, I've got three cubicle sections set up. They're all basically are, in each corner of the room. 
Okay. And I've got all the, the extra cubicles. Well ventilated? Um, yeah, there's big windows that... Uh, big windows is good, Andy, but it is Michigan in the winter. I don't I know. expect they'll be open. No, they've got got open fans, and it's it's a very open concept right now. Minus um, panels that are basically going from, like, floor to ceiling almost to try and, you know, kind of section everybody off. Yeah. But, you know, they're they're not literally two people facing the same wall. They're they're each in their own little corners. Oh, that's good. And then he comes in uh, this week and goes, oh, we're actually going to be hiring a fourth person. Oh, no. And the corner that I had put all the cubicle walls and everything, I'm just like, no. (laughs) Especially (laughs) since. Really, did you say no? Yeah, I told him no. <laughs> he was like, "You're like you got to find a different place. They aren't going here." Oh. Well, I I hope your thumb is feeling better. It is. It's kind of interesting to watch the uh, the the stab wound slowly progress up my thumb because it broke through the nail. Ugh. Yeah. So the nail. Uh, warning. So <laughs> um. Yeah, so it's watching, you know, my thumbnail slowly progress. Interesting times. Yeah. That's a that's a pretty good expression for the last week in general. Mm-hmm. Interesting times. How we didn't talk about this before the show. How do we want to approach this? Like are we do, do we not talk about it? Do we want to talk about it? Well, it's not really a tech topic is it outside of the topics that I have posted that are tech related related yeah tech adjacent yes but like it's a pretty significant news event which I feel like should be handled by the news news people okay well in that case uh as as far as how I will approach it Andy how are you um, that was an interesting day. You know, we were, uh, we had just finished, uh, Governor Whitmer's press conference. This is Wednesday you're talking about. Yes, Wednesday. We had just finished Governor Whitmer's press conference. And so, you know, we had flipped, we were watching the TV channels in the, in the station just because in case our feed went down, we could just pot up the TV station and keep going. So that finished up. So then we, um. What time did her thing finish up at? Around two, 2.30, And I'm trying to see what, when did everything start going off the rails? Uh, I mean, they broke into the building around one o'clock. I think, I think. Okay, hold on. The USA Today's got a timeline. 11 p.m. 1 p.m. is when the, it's when the actual, uh, of, stuff was supposed to happen when 10 rioters began grappling with police on the Capitol steps 126 Capitol <clears throat> police order evacuation of library of congress madison building cannon house building 133 rioters have crossed statuary hall Oof. yeah so they got in there 222 vice president pence has been escorted out of the senate chamber so that's when yeah um so yeah we had just finished up the the whitmer press conference about covid on wednesday and we just flip back to mm-hmm. cnn just to see what's going on oh and, no <laughs> and we're just looking at it going You're like what wait what 
what? <laughs> like, we're what? just... <laughs> You know, we're just doing our normal press conference on Wednesday. Oh, here are the COVID numbers. Here are this. You know, no restaurants aren't going to open back up again, blah, blah, blah. All right, thanks, guys. And we just go back to regular programming. And then, yeah, hmm. we just flip over to C-SPAN. And we're just looking at it going, that's not normal. Wait, why is it? So the, what happened for me is I was, um, I had the live stream of like the house on one monitor. And so I was listening into that and then I, I muted it cause I was doing stuff for work. And so I had to go and like watch a class and then the class went on break and I went back over to the thing and it was like, the session has been suspended. And I'm like, what? And then I went and looked at the news. And I'm like, what <laughs> the fuck is happening? Yeah. We got, we got an email from CBS talking about just the, their, their setup for, because CBS News was carrying the um, the counting live, so that you know, hey, right. if you want to, you know, if you want to, you know, follow along, you know, we're on channel this, that, and the other thing. And I'm like, huh. And so you know, we got those emails thinking there was nothing about it, and then we started getting like more alert emails, and it's like, well, that's okay, you know, CBS News. Maybe they're just you know talking about the fact that because we we all expected, you know, that somebody yeah. was going to object to Arizona right off the bat. But then, yeah, after that happened, we're just looking around. We're like, somebody looks at me. He's like, how quickly can we get CBS News on the air? And I'm just looking at the channel number that they gave me. And I'm like, <laughs> we normally don't carry that channel. But give me like five minutes. <laughs> Is that all it took? It, yeah. Well, that's because, like I said, I've got audio over IP. Yeah. It, all the switching is done virtually. Yeah. So I just grabbed one adapter to plug this uh, uh, spare outlet on our CBS because I was like okay we could switch the CBS receiver over to it but as soon as top of the hour hits it's going to flip back and throw everything off because it's scheduled on top of the hour every single time to go to CBS news top of the hour which was a different channel Mm. so I found an adapter to grab a spare port on the receiver I flipped it manually over to that thing I plugged it in there I typed a couple of things in my computer and that got me CBS on the board and i'm just like okay boom here we go people are like that's what? really cool you know this all this audio over ip stuff is so confusing i'm like it's only confusing because you don't know what you're doing <laughs> <laughs> which is true uh, like you know the, the, i'm talking to people who grew up like manually punching down stuff there and manually switching and manually having to do this and it's just like yeah I'm like, where are you, people are like, where are you going? You need to switch this. I'm like, I'm going to my laptop because that's what I need. <laughs> that's where the switches are. Yes. It's virtual. Yeah. Hold on. 192.168. It's software controlled. Yeah. You know, 192.168.11.1150 output Hang on, hang on. Six. Say that again. I gave you a private IP address. <laughs> 10.150.10.150. Okay. I mean that's a local address. Yes. So that's not going to so get I'd you have anywhere. To be on the network. Oh god, I used to have IP addresses memorized from things at work. Back when I worked at uh the community college and I worked in the the library as their like technology director. Um I had the the servers both by their name and just their direct IP address. Yeah, no, I'm fun days. I'm I'm trying to get all that set up there. There's it's just chaos. 
which, you know, host files are your friend. Cause yeah. I can just, I can just type in the name of the computer and the host file will, will, will remember what the IP address is. So I don't have to. Yeah. Or just memorize the address, man. Yeah, Dave, I've got five, five markets each on their own yeah. subnet. Yeah. Come on. It's only five addresses. For the domain controller in each server, in each market. <laughs> yep. We got domain controllers, switches, routers, printers, wireless APs, on top of all of the audio over IP servers and switches. All and right. The workstations. All right. I get it. I yield. I yield, sir. I get it. It's fine. But yeah, no, we, uh, I knew something was up, you know, when they were asked, Hey, can we, can we pick up CBS for this? And I'm just like, yeah, no, I feel like this would be a good time to go to CBS. Yeah. <sighs> and then that was Wednesday on the plus side, Georgia Senate races went pretty well. Oh yeah. All things concerned. I'm in, there was one thing that surprised me though, was the, um, what was it? Okay, so Warnock won. Hold on, let me see how much Warnock won by. Okay, 281671 minus 192776. Not very much. Warnock won by 88,895 votes. Okay. Ossoff won by a lot two, less. Five, two, three. Two one one eight six five fifty thousand six five eight. So there were thirty eight thousand two hundred and thirty seven people who voted for <coughs> Warnock, one but not the other, but not Ossoff. Yep, and that's that's not entirely true. Oh, excuse me, because there's the possibility that there are people who voted for Ossoff and not Warnock. Which means there are even more people than you expect who voted for Warnock and not Ossoff. Okay, 4.474 million for one vote count. 474447 for the other. Uh huh. So some people didn't even vote in one of them. Yes. About, about 50, 60 people. There's a 60, point, 60 vote difference between the two total vote counts uh, it's not very many no but still 38,000 yeah. yeah that's the that's the thing that i haven't been able to really wrap my head around is really you there are people out there who split their ticket yeah well i mean one of them is a young millennial and the other one's a black guy that's true black pastor other guy is also running against the actual voted for incumbent. Yep. So there's probably people who are like, oh, I've seen Purdue act for a yep. couple of years before Trump came on board, which, you know, Kelly Loeffler said that, you know, she was more conservative than Attila the Hun. Yeah. Jesus Christ. That's, that's probably what it is. It's probably people who either A, didn't want young millennial B, knew he was, you know, an incumbent Republican and therefore was not, you know, Trump. A Trumpian? Yeah, a Trumpian. Yep. Or C, 
wanted a divided government. Yeah, could be. Where they didn't want to vote for Although the Trumpian. If they wanted a divided government, they should have just voted Republican on both of them. Okay, so maybe it's a combination of B and C. They didn't want a Trumpian, but they wanted divided government. Yeah, could be. That's, so if they were going to split the ticket, they split it. In that way. In that way. You know what? I'm not worried about the, like, I, I, I'm not going to focus on the minutia. I'm going to leave that to the people who make a living off of that. And they can examine that however they want. I'm glad that Georgia rejected Trumpism. I'm terrified that Trumpism is a thing that I can say, that like it exists. And Dems have a majority. Well, not a majority, but they they have a controlling 50 plus one. Which should be interesting, depending on when the votes (laughs) for Georgia are certified. When are they certified? Did did they both get past the half a percentage point? I don't know. For the automatic recount? Yeah. The deadline to certify the results of the Georgia election is January 22nd. Uh, both Loeffler and Purdue have conceded. So, yeah, I don't... I, so they, there's probably not going to be a recount then. So, uh, Say that again? So there's there's not going to be a recount then if they've already conceded. Yeah, they've both conceded. Okay. But Georgia's there not going to certify until after January 20th? Uh well they they the deadline is the 22nd. Whether they certify before the deadline, that I don't know. And like when do you swear in the new senators? <clears throat> well, <laughs> hopefully before the uh the 20th. Why? Because uh, on Monday, the House is going to bring up impeachment charges again. Yeah. It, there's already 200-plus co-sponsors of the bill. But that wouldn't hit the Senate until January 19th at the earliest. Because the McConnell— The session. Yeah, and the only person who can call the, the Senate back to session— is McConnell. Uh, I believe the only person who can call the Senate back to session is the Senate right now. They adjourned with unanimous consent, which means that re-establishing would require unanimous consent. I suppose McConnell could try and call for like an emergency session. I know there there are ways to do that. But I mean, he's not going to anyway, right? Yeah. Like, that's, that's a non-starter. Georgia says they'll be doing it as soon as they can, but will not commit to doing it before January 20th. Anyway, we weren't going to talk about that very much. I know. And yet... I was just asking you how you were. Yeah, well, yeah, it was... Okay, well, it's it's probably a good thing that we actually did talk about it, because there's like... There is some tech news repercussions of all of this that we can yes. start talking about. Um... For instance, Trump being banned from Twitter. It, that that's just the first part. Yep. But it's that's the that's generally where you start, right? Is the first part. Um Reddit has banned Donald Trump that was a long Reddit. time ago, right? No, no, no. They the they, they banned the Donald. Now oh. they banned Donald Trump. Donald Trump. Oh. <laughs> I missed that. 
Because I know that they banned the Donald a long time ago. And, like, that's why everyone went to Parler. Uh, Twitch disbanded Trump's channel. I didn't know Trump had a channel on Twitch. I guess he did. Now, what, now he doesn't. What did they put on there? I don't know. Videos? I mean, like, it's not like Trump is sitting there playing Angry Birds. Um, Shopify took down two online stores affiliated with Trump. Okay. Which means his campaign can't sell any merchandise right now. And his organization also can't sell any online merchandise right now. Not through Shopify, at least. Yes. They'll have to spin up another online shopping platform. Yeah, but that takes less time than you'd think. I know. Oh, his stores were permanently removed. Not even temporarily disabled, but permanently removed. Uh, Google Google pulled Parler. From? From Google Play. Okay. So the, I mean, there's still a website of Parler, right? You can still go to parler.com. It's this neat, like, flashy website. And like, Parler, the free speech social media network. Yeah, right. Free speech, my ass. If I go on there and I start saying, like, look, I disagree with Donald Trump, and I think that this is a really bad idea, uh, I bet you I get banned. I, I don't doubt it. I've seen it done before. Okay, so Google pulled Parler. Um, it's like YouTube pulled some of his videos. Okay. Uh, Facebook banned Donald Trump from posting on his Facebook account for at least the next two weeks. I love it. Um, Instagram also banned Donald Trump from posting. Okay. Snapchat. Which makes sense. They're owned by Facebook. Yep. Snapchat disabled Trump's Snapchat account Wednesday. Why does Trump have a Snapchat account? Because he's a politician. Isn't Snapchat for, like, sending sexy pictures to each other? Like That, w- that was old Snapchat. Oh, okay. Snapchat Sna- has changed since then. Yeah, Snapchat changed their policies. So you're, it's t- now against terms of service to do that. But that was the foundation of their platform. Yeah, pretty much. O- okay. Uh, TikTok is removing content. <clears throat> uh, Apple was talking about pulling parlor from the app store and i think they actually just pretty did. sure they did yep like that that's recent news yeah they just did that <clears throat> uh discord banned the server the donald pinterest has been limiting hashtags related to pro trump pro trump topics such as stop the steal okay and then um, Donald Trump tried to get around Twitter's blockage by several trying times. several times, and now Twitter has several times uh, banned all of the accounts that were trying to help him. Yep. Uh, so he tried posting under the at POTUS because he actually has a second Twitter account provided by Twitter. Twitter provides an account to world leaders. And so he, he t- tweeted on the at POTUS account and they deleted the tweet. They didn't delete the account, but they deleted the tweet because the tweet was like, Twitter is censoring me. Twitter is like uh, against free speech and inhibiting my First Amendment rights. And they're like, nope, that's gone. That's false. That's not what free speech means. Sorry. Uh, And then he went to like his his social media director and basically said, give me your phone, changed the name on the account to Donald Trump, and then Twitter deleted it. They've also turned off his campaign account. 
<laughs> and here's the new one. This isn't in your list. Amazon is removing Parler. From AWS? From AWS. Ooh. That's not just removing Parler from the App Store. That's removing Parler from the Internet. Oh, oh. wow. Two hours ago. Yeah, that's why it's not on my list. Yep. A friend of mine posted, reposted, saying, can't wait to see what racist shit Trump has to say on LiveJournal. Because that's the last place that he's going to be allowed to post on. Goes into effect on Sunday, just before midnight. Yep. AWS Trust and Safety Team told Parler's chief policy officer that the calls for violence propagating across the social network violated its terms of service. Amazon said it was unconvinced that the service's plan to use volunteers to moderate calls for violence and hate speech would be effective. Sometimes I love the free market. Which is really interesting because like a lot of, uh, a lot, well, a lot of Trumpians are saying things like, you know, oh, how dare they? This is free speech. They have to allow this. And I'm like, well, you're the ones who want free market. This is the consequence of free market. Or is this another case of the, no, I want it this way for me and not for anyone else? Parler says this was a coordinated attack by the tech giants to kill competition in the marketplace. We were too successful too fast. <laughs> no. No, that's, that's not how any of this works. No, 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 no. It's not like you were hosted on Facebook and Facebook said, no, we're going to turn that off. In fact, you weren't hosted on Facebook because your members were kicked off of Facebook for posting racist shit that incites violence. <sighs> All right. I'm I'm thoroughly amused that Amazon is like, nope, nope, we're, we're just terminating your AWS contract. <clears throat> and in other news of Section 230. Oh, hey, Section 230 is the thing that let Amazon do that. Yes. Um, so President Trump months ago signed an executive order saying that he wanted the FCC to look at Section 230. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ajit Pai just announced yesterday that the FCC will not move forward with rulemaking on Section 230. He said that there is not enough time left in the Trump administration to amend Section 230. Given that reality, I do not believe it's appropriate to move forward. Yeah. Also, he's trying to cover his ass and flee the sinking ship. Like literally everybody else. Yeah. Betsy DeVos resigned. Someone made the joke that the leadership of the uh, Department of Education is the best it's been in the last four years, given that there is no leadership right now. So what do you think, Andy? Because the Dems now have the Senate. They should be able to, like, appoint a chairman, right? Yes. So they can establish the three to two margin of the FCC. Yes. Will they? Like, is that, are, are we going to get that? And if we do, is net neutrality flipping back the other way for at least four years? I would, I would assume so. You know what would be really great? Is if what? the House repassed HR one? 
Well, wasn't there, I still remember like the early days of 2016, well, technically 2017, Yeah, where it was the House and the Senate were just like shotgunning bills through because they had the majority in both. And they were just basically just, it was just one bill after another. They were just like 48 hours straight passing bills. We'll see what happens. I mean, having the legislative majority is pretty important. When does McConnell step down? As soon as the two from Georgia come in. That's why I was wondering when. So it's it's not until that moment. Yes. Because right now, both of them are still, uh, they're, they're, they're not I mean, they're empty seats, aren't they're they? They're empty seats, yes. So the Democrats have 48 and the Republicans have 48. And no. Pence is the tiebreaker. No, no, right now the, the Republicans still have 50. Right. They still have 50. Right. Yes, they would still have 50. Yes. Okay. So they still have 50. Democrats have 48. There are two open seats right now. As soon as the two Georgia senators get sworn in, then it would be 50-50. And as soon as that second guy gets sworn in, everything flips. Oh, that's going to be a big day. Busy day, at least, because McConnell gets replaced by Schumer. Mm -hmm. But it means also that the committee chairs of every committee changes. Yep. H.R. 1, passed by the House back in 2019, introduced January 3rd, 2019, has a section on voting reform and a section on campaign finance reform, including automatic voter registration, same-day voter registration, prohibiting interference with voter registration. The, the, the problem, though, I see is, mm-hmm. <clears throat> does Chuck Schumer blow up the filibuster or not? Cause I mean, we, it's already blown up, isn't it? For... Um, Procedural? For judicial nominees. Oh, is it only judicial? Uh, judicial and cabinets now. I mean, a filibuster can only go on so long. Uh, no, it, they, it, that's, that's the old school rules. What's the new rules? The new rules is they, they, it's a gentleman's agreement with the filibuster now, where one group can say we're going to filibuster, and then they don't actually have to. Okay, but that, the point of the filibuster wasn't that it was written into the rules, it was just a consequence of the rules. It was an emergent property of the Senate, that you could protest a thing and delay it by just speaking. Yes, and there are still times where that's possible, but the filibuster in general for the Senate is you saying that you're going to filibuster, and then that's that's the end of it. Okay. You, know, you no longer have to stand there, a la and Mr. Smith goes to Washington... The- the phone book and read the phone book yes no more pissing into a bucket yeah um i mean if it means passing voter rights act you just do it do it yes there are consequences yes nuclear option yes i get it and i understand it if you pass the voters right act there won't be a senate majority or a republican majority like this will move things over voter rights act and then also Campaign finance. Campaign finance reform and also Puerto Rico. Oh my God, yes. And D.C. And D.C. <laughs> if, you could, if you could force those two through, yeah. Puerto Rico, Washington, D.C. That's another four seats. Yep. 
but the flag and well, the 50 states. Yeah, welcome to 1948, 46. Right, like it was not that long ago that we added two more states. Don't see what the big problem is. Hell, it would reduce California's power in the house. Let's see, was Alaska 49 or was Hawaii? Hawaii was Hawaii 59. was 50th, 1959. Yep. There it is. Okay. <clears throat> I mean, yes. I'd like I would very much like to see those things come up. I would very much like to see HR1 repassed. I'd like to see what was the there's um shoot, I don't remember what it was. There was a net neutrality one. Oh, uh HR 1644, Save the Internet Act, which passed the House, died in the Senate. <sighs> Andy, there's so much chance and opportunity, and I'm worried we're going to squander all of it. <clears throat> the, the problem I see, though, is the fact that, you know, the, you know, the, the, the nuclear option was used you know, for a minor thing Mm -hmm. back in the Obama era because Mm -hmm. McConnell was just literally stonewalling everything. Right. But then, you know, as soon as McConnell got the majority or, you know, was he was able to look at that thing and go, oh, well, you guys agreed for, you know, you guys agreed to use it for this. What about using it for a next step up and then a next step up and a next step up? Yep. Yep. But you know what? There's a bunch of things that can happen, like the ACA, where once it's in place, it's really hard to get rid of. Mm-hmm. We should probably talk about other stuff, though. Uh, speaking of... Uh, How's that auction going, Andy? <laughs> oh, the C-band auction. Um, we're up to round... Let's see, this is round. <clears throat> loading the page right now. Uh, end of round 70 of the bidding. Uh, 57 bidders still. Mm-hmm. Um, there are uh, 452 blocks that they broke America into. And it looks like um, 423 of those blocks have supply and demand equilibrium. Mm-hmm. So those ones are basically set. There are 29 blocks, though, with it still have demand greater than supply. So those are the ones that we're still going to be bidding on. And currently, right now, the gross proceeds, after 70 rounds, is $80.6 billion. It's a lot of money. Yep. For the rights to broadcast at certain frequencies. Yep. And that also does not include... The fact that um, the winners of the bid are also going to have to spend, I think, another. Was it a was it a million or a couple? It it was some crazy number on top of their bidding price to actually pay the satellite companies to help move them off. A a million dollars when you're looking at billions. Really, it's 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 not that small. I forgot exactly what it is. Okay, because like. A million dollars to AT&T is a clerical error. How much is that? 
Oh, okay. There is an earth station and fixed microwave link relocation cost that would be allocated on the individual market level. So trying to see if I can find a number. I don't know what it is, but it's, uh, oh, space station relocation cost, which is estimated at 2.5 billion. Okay. That's, that's not chump change anymore. No. So on top of what people are estimating, which most likely that right now they're estimating Verizon spent 35 billion on bidding. Mm-hmm. On top of that $35 billion, they're also going to have to spend another couple of billion to help move the satellites. Now, this is the physical dishes on Earth, or we're talking about like relocating the satellites in space? Um, well, they're going to have to change frequencies. So it's okay. a lot of Earth-bound stuff. Okay. <clears throat> so it's, uh, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of money in there, which is kind of funny because uh, Verizon... Their CapEx budget for 2020, mm-hmm. they they thought they were only going to um, spend $18.5 billion in capital expenses. And here they are in the auction, and people are estimating that they're spending $35 billion. So now people are like, wait, are we, are, you know, are they spending so much money to win the licenses because they, you know, they, they want the spectrum, but then if they spend all their money just buying the licenses how much money they're actually going to have on hand to actually roll out. Well, but if you, let's say they win, and let's say they're broke, I mean, all they got to do is turn around and relicense it. To who? Anyone else who's currently bidding. Really? Verizon's going to turn around and license to AT&T? If Verizon spends all their money right now and doesn't have enough to do the the like actual development of this stuff they can turn to AT&T and say like look we got this stuff we spent the money on it we'll let you use it for a fraction of what you would have spent for 2 years that would be super dumb <laughs> okay why would AT&T spend the time and effort and money on spectrum oh cuz AT&T would also have to upgrade their hardware yes cuz this is all for 5G deployment so there's there's no yeah. There's no current infrastructure there anywhere. Yeah, I don't know then. That's that's a little dangerous. This is sort of what happened with 4G over in the EU. EU had a crazy bidding thing for getting Spectrum for 4G stuff. And what happened was something similar to this, where it looks like all the wireless cell phone companies over there spent all their money just to acquire the licenses... And then when it actually came time to roll out their 4G coverage and everything, they didn't have any cash left on hand to do it. Most of them went into debt to try and, you know, pay for the rollout, and then they just couldn't get the ball rolling fast enough. So I'm, I'm, I'm a little, you know, interested in this. Yeah. <laughs> Granted, I'm looking at T-Mobile saying they, uh, people are expecting T-Mobile have spent 10 to $15 billion but most of the guys are saying that T-Mobile's just been in the bidding just to drive up the prices. I mean, it's possible. The, the risk in that is when you actually win. Well, if you know AT&T and Verizon need it. They're going to outbid you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, that's just the market finding what the thing is worth, isn't it? Oh, the free market. Well, there's our title for the episode. <laughs> hey, speaking of free market... Uh, I see a list here of the top 
selling games in 2020? On Amazon, the top 20. On Amazon. Top best-selling items in the video game category on Amazon for 2020. And the first four are not games. No. The first four are gift cards. Yes. PlayStation gift card, Xbox gift card, Nintendo gift card, smaller PlayStation gift card. And then number five is Animal Crossing. Number six, Roblox gift card. I didn't, like, so is Roblox, I know what it is, but is it that big? I've, I've is seen. Is it like a, the new Minecraft? I've seen, yeah, no, I've, <laughs> I've, I've seen, a, I've seen a lot of things about it. So I feel like, yeah, it's the, the up and coming thing. Because it's also the 10th thing on the list. Another gift card, like, yep. In the top 10, the only games are Animal Crossing and Super Mario 3D All-Stars. Well, look at it. Okay, so Animal Crossing. In the top 15, it's only that and Mario Kart. There well, okay, are look. five games on this list. Two of them are Animal Crossing. Yes, one of them is the physical Animal Crossing. The other one is the digital code for Animal Crossing. <laughs> So yes, the top selling items, video game related on Amazon, were not video games. I'm very curious about this Bengu headset. I just looked it up. I have no idea why it would be like the number six, other than it's cheap. Oh, 25 bucks? Yeah, no, that's a... God, it just looks so... Really, it's tip ring sleeve? Well, tip ring ring sleeve? It's not even USB... This is not even a USB headset. This is just a regular analog headset. Yeah. Ugh. It probably is just because it looks cool. As Maybe. I'm sitting here in my, looks, you know. It looks cool. It's kind Sennheiser, of Sennheiser HD202s. Yeah. Which, you know, every radio station guy knows what these, heads, these headphones are. <laughs> they don't look flashy, but damn, they're good. And I'm they're cheap. I'm my Sony WH, I think like 9000 or XB9000, something like that. Or 900, not 9000. Sony WHXB900N noise-canceling headphones. Oh, you can't buy them anymore? What? Yours? Yeah. The Sennheisers? They don't make the 202s anymore? What? What am I supposed to do? eBay? Only the HD300s. Hold on. Let me, let me see. There's a broadcasting supplier guy that normally sells headphones in a, like a five-pack. And they always use the HD202s. Headphones and headsets. Here we go. Wow, they don't they don't have any of the cheap ones anymore. Newmark HF one two fives. That's okay. Yeah. How are we doing on time? Oh, we're we're already over. So okay. Is there anything on the? I I feel like it's my my job. One of my jobs on this show is to be like, wait, it feels like we've been doing this for a while. Anything else you want to hit? Uh, people have started up a union at Alphabet. Uh, cool. Niantic bought another company. Again. Yep. Uh, Niantic likes buying companies. Yep. Uh, Amazon is discontinuing Amazon Pantry. Uh, Norway is actually selling more electric cars than gas cars this year. Cool. This year being 2020? Uh, 2019, actually. That's not this year, Andy. In no way, shape, or form is that this year. Well, this was the... Sorry. Last year, let's see. This is, uh, uh, battery electric vehicles made up fifty four point three percent of new car sales in twenty twenty. Oh, so they mistyped the the headline. Ah, 
Electric cars are supposed to have comprised 54% of all new vehicle sales in Norway for 2020, but they put it 2019, which 2019, according to the actual rest of the article, was 42%. So somebody didn't proofread their own article. Oops. But yeah, no, Norway has majority of all new vehicles sold in Norway electric. Uh, DoorDash is increasing fees in California. After campaigning very heavy... And, and like very strongly to classify their um, employees as not employees, yep. but as contractors. And so now with that in, in place, now they're charging extra to pay for the law that they helped write. Yes, even though they were advertising heavily that passing the law would cause higher fees. No, passing the law would... Not passing the law would do higher fees. That's what they were claiming. If that if the the law was not passed, the fees would have to go up because then they'd be responsible for things like health care. Oh yeah, yeah. Prop Prop twenty two. Prop twenty two reclassified them as not employees. They exempted right. them for the California law. Okay, that's what it is. Yeah, right. And so they were like, if you know, if you don't do this, then we're going to have to raise our fees. And then they're like, okay, well, we do this, and that sucks for anyone who works for DoorDash or Uber or anything in the gig economy. And now DoorDash is saying, like, well, there's some overhead to this new law that we wrote, and so we're going to pass that on to the consumers. Yeah, service fee to 15%. That's bullshit. Some people have seen, because the DoorDash also calibrates the fee to market demand, some people have seen the service fee jumped as high as 21%. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's... Jeez. Um, <laughs> In November, San Mato County introduced a 15% commission cap, to which DoorDash responded with a $2 San Mato County fee. Mateo. Mateo. Fresno City Council introduced a 15% cap, leading to DoorDash adding a $1 Fresno fee. Yeah. Really, guys? Yep. It's a bad company. Like, it's an evil group of people. I don't know about evil, but it's like, yeah. This is good. why I call up my... <laughs> I call up my orders directly to the restaurant. Yep. And then go and get them? Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, let's see. Um, there's a shortage of semiconductors right now, which means there's going to be a shortage of new cars come next year and a shortage of processors right yes like that's a thing you, you kind of need semiconductor material to make modern computers yes and there's a lot of modern chips in a car yep yep and in a lot of other things like planes medical equipment sounds like finding a semiconductor mining company would be a real nice investment right about now Industry officials say semiconductor companies diverted production to consumer electronics during COVID-19 slowdown in auto sales last spring. When automakers recovered, there weren't enough chips. <laughs> oh, no, we bought too many iPhones. We can't have new cars. <laughs> nobody bought a car because nobody was driving, so they moved the chips to consumer electronics. Now the cars are back, and everybody's like, where are chips? Yep. Chips, please. Guac costs extra. Um, SN9 is on the pad. 
Yeah, was it uh, who was? They did their static fire. I still haven't seen a launch date. I saw something from Everyday Astronaut where he said, um, basically, just follow this. We'll go live because we're just. It's like there's so many different you know road closures and this and that and the other thing. Yeah. So that that should be good. All right, should we go to the randoms? Yeah, we we probably need to hit those real quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe my review. Yes. My random review is of Creeper World Four. Now I reviewed Creeper World Three something like two hundred episodes ago. <laughs> And since then, Creeper World 4 has come out. And Creeper World 3, if you go look up, um, like, an images for it, if you go to Google Images, right, and search Creeper World 3, Creeper World 3 is this top-down view um, of, of a landscape where you are building stuff, and there's this ooze that is is spawning and moving and trying to... You're trying to push it back. You're trying to fight against this, like, constantly spawning ooze. And you build buildings to do this, and you build, like, weapons to do this, and that's what it is. It's this top-down view of that fight. So it's sort of like a tower defender sort of thing? Sort of tower defender, except instead of, like, individual units, it's a liquid. Okay. That is coming at you. Creeper World 4 is exactly the same thing, except... Instead of a two-dimensional top-down view, it is a 3D isometric view. Oh, so going from... In fact, sorry, it's not even an isometric view. Technically, it's a like full 3D view. So it's kind of going like Grand Theft Auto 2 to Grand Theft Auto 3. Right. So gotcha. now, instead of the, the creep being just the deeper color it is, the deeper it is, uh, now you can actually see a wave of this stuff approaching your base and i gotta tell you that's a little disconcerting (laughs) yeah i could see that when you've like spent all this time to like build all this stuff up and and like there's just like what the wall goes down and a like 30 foot wave of this purple ooze is coming for your base you're like oh shit um, it has a lot of the same mechanics as Creeper World 3. It has a lot of the same problems. Like, I don't get how the developers haven't fixed this. There are no keyboard shortcuts. What? There, you do everything with the goddamn mouse. Oh, that's horrible. You want to build a building? Cool. Click on it. Ugh. <sighs> everything's with the mouse and like i i'm very upset at that i had hoped that they would have figured that out um because i remember for creeper world 3 i made my own keyboard shortcuts i wrote an auto hotkey script that would do it for me oh that's funny it's like my phone answering software they're like hey if you want keyboard shortcuts that'd be extra and i said you know what auto hotkey is free yeah (laughs) Your GUI doesn't change. I know if I click a mouse here, it's always going <laughs> to be there. Be this thing. Yeah. yeah. Um. That said, like it, I'm enjoying it. It's a fun game. It's a challenge. There's a bunch of puzzles. They're they're not puzzles in their traditional sense. Um, but it it's still very puzzle esque. 
How do yeah. you build around this? And you've got this, like, you've got objectives and stuff coming in. It's a hard game. Yeah, some of these level designs are definitely, yeah, it's, you have to Some understand. of the level designs, there is a correct way to play the level. Yep. And it's a matter of finding that correct way. And some of them, there is a correct way, and you can create your own correct way and be like, nope, that's not how I'm going to do this. It's kind of like Portal, where some of those levels are like, you have to go here, here, and here. Some of the other levels are like, well, if I just drop off a here and put the other one over there, boom, I'm done. Yep. So I, I've enjoyed it. I've gotten most of the way through the campaign uh, just like the other creepers, that there's like the ability for custom levels and player submitted levels. I don't think I've even finished unlocking all of the abilities. I got stuck on a world for a little while. I think I have like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven levels to go. Currently, so on, that's what I got. Currently on Steam okay. for twenty five dollars. Yeah, and and I'd say worth it. I Me, mean, let's see how much time have I sunk into it already? Activity. Activity games. Yeah, I've got 26 hours on it already. Okay. I have 2,395 hours on Factorio. (laughs) And it's only going to go up. Yep. Oh, my God. Playtime in the last two weeks. Keep in mind, I worked full time for one of those two weeks. The other one, I was on vacation. 88 hours. That's a lot. Now, I think I did leave it on overnight accidentally at least once in there. Hey, we did that on SimCity all the time. Yeah. The only two achievements I haven't gotten in Factorio are the speedrun achievements. One is called No Time for Chit Chat. Finish the game in 15 hours. The other is There Is No Spoon. Finish the game in eight hours. How? (laughs) Do everything right. It's possible. I mean, the the world record speedrun is under two hours. Shall we hit the random topic? Yes. Random topic. Rolled ahead of time. Yes. Does WD-40 make good lube? Well, first off, WD-40 doesn't make... I mean, I, I, so the question should be, can't, like, do, it's not that does it make good lube. You, when I hear that, I think of, like, does a company make a product? WD-40 isn't the company, right? It's, who does make WD-40? Is that 3M? I thought WD forty oh was its, its WD forty. Yeah, no, I thought WD forty was his own thing. It is the company WD forty. That's really weird. Do you know what WD stands for? Uh, water displacement. Water displacement. Water displacing spray. And do you know why it's called WD forty? Uh, if I remember correctly, it was the fortieth model. Right. It was the fortieth attempt. I mean, it's, do you remember? Do you do you know what it was originally used for? No. WD-40 was originally used to protect the outer skin of the Atlas missile from rust and corrosion. Okay, but it's a really bad anti-corrosive. All right, so we all know the joke because we're all nerds. If it moves and it shouldn't, you use duct tape. If it doesn't move and it should, you use WD-40. Yes. But WD-40 is not a good long-term solution for lubrication. No, no, it's not. For lubricant, you need, like, some sort of grease. WD-40 actually will get rid of lubricant. Well, they, supposedly they say that it is a mysterious combination of lubricants. And it supposedly also has, you know, anti-corrosion, blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah. 
But no, there are there are a lot better lubricants out there than WD-40. Yeah, for whatever purpose you are seeking your lubrication for. WD-40 is a penetrating fluid. It is used for getting between the threads of parts. So I guess as a like short-term lubrication, yes. If you have like two parts that have started to rust together, that's what you use WD-40 for. Wow, Andy, a random topic that we can actually answer. Oh, here we go. According to the MSDS, WD-40 contains a 45 to 50% low vapor pressure isoparaffins, uh, less than 35% petroleum-based oil, uh, less than 25% uh, alphatic hydrocarbons, and 2-3% to carbon dioxide as a propellant. And I guess in 2009, Wired published an article with results of chromatography and mass spectrometry tests on WD-40. But yeah, no, I, I, I have cans of it around, but then I also, you know, have cans of, you know, actual, like, silicon spray. Yeah. And some other stuff. Things designed to lubricate. Which, granted, they have finally started coming out with some more, um, more specialized... Um, greases. Cool. Like we had, we had a problem with our um, garage door getting stuck at winter. Oh no! And they actually said, you know, actually, you know, WD forty now makes one that's like specifically for garage doors. They're like, use that. That's actually good. Yeah. Uh, WD forty also has this this really kind of downside that whatever you use it on after you use it actually gets kind of sticky and tacky, and so it'll pick up dust and grime and dirt, which is the opposite of what you would like for a lubricant. But yeah, no, it's it's good to have around the house. <clears throat> you know, three-in-one oil also is what I keep around, too. I feel like that works much better than WD-40. Ooh, I don't know what that is. Three-in-one oil? I think it's what it's called. Three-in-one, yeah, three-in-one oil general purpose lubricating oil in a little metal can with a little um, tip. So you can, if you hold it upside down, it will just drip, but then you can also kind of squeeze it for a bit of a spray. Originally used for uh, sewing machines. Cool. I use it a lot for um, electric motors. If the bearings start to make noise, I'll throw some of that in there and normally it's able to uh, clean it up a bit. How many electric motors? I assume this is for work. Like, how many electric motors do you deal with on a daily basis at home? Uh, humidifiers, um, dehumidifiers, vacuum cleaners, uh, the old lawnmower, the old snowblower, and then, yeah, the rest of the time it's stuff at work. Okay. All right, Andy. You need to get to bed, man. That? Yes, yes, I do. You sound exhausted. Let's call this. All right. That's a wrap. This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, feel free to contact us. You can find us on Twitter at RAPodcast, or send us an email at mail at RAPodcast.net. Thank you for listening. <laughs>